The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Niamh Davenport, you're the Head of Financial Crime at the Banking Payments Federation Ireland and you're warning consumers to be on high alert for what you're calling investment fraud. What do you mean by that? That's right. So we're seeing a lot of investment scams over the last um, 12 months, but in particular last year, we saw them rise by nearly 26%. So what this this scam involves is people are looking to do um, maybe put a lump sum, whether it's a pension lump sum, maybe some inheritance, or if they're downsizing their home, they may be looking to put the surplus into an investment scheme. They're doing some research online and coming up with a comparison website. And from there, then they're getting a contact details and they're being dealing with what purports to be some sort of legitimate investment company, which turns out to be a scam. Does this mean that they initiated themselves in the sense that they do a search which brings them to a dodgy place, which then does them over? Exactly. So the websites themselves are very generic. There's nothing kind of to lead you to believe that it's a fake website. There's no logos or anything like that. It's a comparison website. Generally, there's different types of ones, but that's the one that we're seeing the most most frequently. And from here, then you submit your details and that's when they take you away from that platform and they're either emailing you, following up with a phone call. So it's the forces are using in the online platforms to manipulate the customers into getting that information, but they're taking you away from that platform. And what so sort of... What sort of investments are they then offering to people? So they could be um, green bonds as one that we've seen, or they've seen different investment schemes that you may see with well-recognized firms. So some of the big investment firms or even some of the banks, that kind of thing. They're they're offering bonds, government bonds, long-term schemes, offering what seems to be fairly decent rates, good rates of return. They use all the language, all the buzzwords, and they use brochures, very professionally produced brochures to lure you into the schemes. So these are more sophisticated than the old days when you used to get an email from somebody in Nigeria offering you a bank account into which to deposit money and you get more back if you help them out with their cash flow issues. Exactly. They're way more sophisticated than that. These go on for months. So that's one of the biggest changes we've seen. And there's these type of scams is that there's an engagement with the proposed investment uh, firm for a number of months so they may be emailing you telephoning you for two three four months before you even make a payment so you have a relationship with this person you feel like you know that person they've gained your trust they've sent you the legitimate brochure what appears to be legitimate brochure and it seems to have all the right things that you, you want from an investment in it so you go ahead and make the payment at that stage and what sort of sums of money are involved We've seen anything from €5,000 up to very large six-figure sums. Like if you're thinking about people's pensions, maybe inheritance, they could be quite large figures that they're investing in these. And is there any way of getting compensation if you are duped? Really, it's case-by-case basis. What we say is if you think that you've been scammed out of your money, to contact your bank as quickly as possible. So that's the first border call. Make make a very quick uh, call to your bank and get on the, on, on the phone. And secondly, it's really important that you report it to Angarda Shiakona. And even if you kind of pulled out at the last minute and didn't make that investment, you're not sure, please report it to Angarda Shiakona because all that information that you have is really valid for them as well in trying to solve these problems. Okay, we've talked with Williams with us from Threatscape, a cybersecurity company where he's the managing director. Dermot, the level of sophistication that Niamh referred to, give us some examples of how that's happening. Yeah, well, the technology, Matt, unfortunately, has become an enabler for this type of crime. And as Niamh has mentioned, a lot of it happens driven online. And the, the, the use of the internet by people who want to be savvy consumers, and let's face it, we all want to feel like we're doing our research, we're making prudent decisions, 
we're putting what little savings we have to work in a safe place. The social engineering of the attackers turns that against us by setting up these fake sites, drawing you in and making you think that you're being the careful, prudent one. And they're patient. As she mentioned, they will take time and electronically communicate with you. You've never met these people face to face. You don't know where they are, but they seem real to you because of the electronic means they're using, because the email and the brochures and maybe even the social media and the website, you get that warm feeling before they finally go in for the kill. And are they using artificial intelligence to find out things about you and then to shape their offers accordingly? One of the big changes that has happened with these types of attack where um, there's a phrase in in cybersecurity called pig, pig butchering. And pig butchering means they're patient and they're slowly fattening you up for the kill. Because if they started pushing you on the first day that you contacted them to say, send money now, send money now, send money, you're going to smell a rat. So they won't do that. They'll, they'll draw things out. They'll have a dialogue with you. Maybe at the end of the month, they'll send you a fake report saying, just thought you'd like to see how we did this month for our investors. And then they'll, they'll wait a little longer, knowing that you'll be eventually drawn in. Doing all that with AI allows them to manage a much wider pool of potential targets because one person in the old days might have been able to handle a couple of dozen, maybe a couple of hundred potential victims. But you add in artificial intelligence tools, they could be tracking thousands of potential people until the computer pops up and says, you know, that guy Cooper looks like he's ready. Let's go and let's go in for the kill. Okay. How do you protect yourself from this? Well, like all things, first and foremost with investment scams, I believe you have to be ready to be um, careful to say that if it looks too good to be true, it possibly is. But also you need to verify, trust but verify. If you can't really verify that you're dealing with a, a, a real institution, as I've mentioned, central bank lists of approved institutions, etc., then you're, you're, you're automatically in shark-infested waters. But could it be that they will actually use legitimate names to lead you to believe that you are going with a blue-chip institution, but essentially that your money is being diverted elsewhere? From the scams we've come across, they will almost always use legitimate names. They want to give this veneer of authenticity and trustworthiness. They will put together words you may have heard. It'll be Morgan this or Goldman that, or they'll be making it sound like they've been around for 100 years. And of course, if you're not verifying the facts in the brochure they send you, they can say anything. And how often does it happen because you might click on something, uh, a video on Instagram, for example? Well, there's different ways that they'll, eventually, they'll, they'll initially get the hook into you to start that dialogue. Whether you've come to them via the search engine, like Neva mentioned, whether they have run an Instagram video, whether they've put up fake financial advice videos. And this is what we've seen a lot of where people are actually preying on those who are trying to be careful, trying to do the right thing, trying to do their research. But you need to verify for the source of that research. Go only to really trustworthy websites. A listener says a variation of the unknown phone number scam is around now. It's where the caller appears as a name when you're receiving the call, as if it's someone in your contacts list. Have you heard of that, Dermot? Well, there, there are various ways that people can fake the, the dialogue between phone systems to make it look like somebody or a text message as well. And, and a common one similar to that is that you can very easily slip into somebody's stream of text messages from their bank. So if they're used to getting a message from their bank when they're making a transaction, it's quite easy for a scammer to make their message appear in the same list of messages on your phone, unfortunately. So you have to, to again, be ready to be suspicious, be, be cautious. Because, Robert, I've got to the stage where if I don't actually have a name coming up on my screen when a call comes in that's not on my contact list, I simply won't answer it anymore because if it's not a number I recognise, that's it. No chance am I answering it. 
the the number of ways people are using the technology to reach out, whether it's email, websites, search engines, text message scams. There's been a particular increase in that as well. I'm sure all of your listeners have experienced scam messages claiming to be from the post office or from Amazon or from somebody they might they might have an existing relationship with financially. And all they're trying to do is start that dialogue and eventually go in for the kill. One other thing, just to finish with you, Niamh Davina, as Head of Financial Crime at the Banking and Payments Federation Ireland, I'm not going to ask you to comment on the specifics of the Kerry School, which apparently its students have laundered 1.3 million in illegal money mule transactions. About 60 of the school children involved in this and also some college children. But uh, tell us a little bit about the use of money mules, mules, who's doing this and why? Well, these scams that we're talking about, the investment scams and even the text message scams that you're referring to as well, these all all of the money from these scams has to go through the banking system in some way. So they recruit mules. Um, most, most of the time it's between that 18 and 24 year old. But as we've seen down in Kerry, it's a lot younger as well. And they use their bank accounts to bring that money through the system and to layer it into the system. And then that money is then being used to fund things like um, human trafficking, drug trafficking. In the case in Kerry, I think it's been reported that it's the Black, Black Axe Gang. So they use a lot of these accounts. We do a huge money meal campaign with the USI every year and hopefully we'll be running it again later this year. And it's specifically targeted at students to let them know that the, the money that you're putting through your bank account is actually coming from the likes of these investment scams that your family, your friends, your relatives, that they have fallen victim to. So it's really important that it is a full circle thing that we understand where the money is coming from and where the money is going. It's not a harmless, it's not a victimless crime. We've got to leave it there. Neve Davenport from the Banking Payments of Federation Ireland and Dermot Williams, Managing Director of Threatscape, the cybersecurity company. Thank you both for being with us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30. Today.